Hey there, welcome to the Next Level Nutrition Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Long, business coach for nutritionists. I help nutritionists just like you create and launch their business and sign their first high paying client. In this podcast, you'll learn practical strategies to start and grow your nutrition business that you can implement right away. You'll also hear from a ton of guests who have started their own thriving nutrition businesses and share what they've learned throughout their journey. Let's get started. Hey there, I'm super excited to have you here for today's episode. Um, Today we're talking about a super juicy topic, something that um, I know a ton of people struggle with, me included. Um, It's something that I know when I first started my nutrition business, I completely felt this way and it took me a really long time to figure out how to move past this and I've come up with a lot of strategies for moving myself forward when I feel this way. So what am I talking about? Today we are going to dig into how to get started when you're feeling stuck in overwhelm. So hands up if you ever have found yourself at a beginning of a project, you've written your to-do list, you've um, put everything down on paper that you know needs to get done, you feel ready to get going, and then all of a sudden this feeling of complete overwhelm, complete dread, or stress comes over you, and you basically fear, feel paralyzed to even start that thing you meant to be doing. So this can happen you know, when you're first starting your nutrition business, and you're seeing all of the things that need to get done, like your website and your business cards, and um, your newsletter, and all of the things, and you just start thinking, oh my gosh, this is too many things. This is too much stuff. And you kind of start closing down and you just fall into overwhelm. You know, hands up if that's been you before. I know this has been me in the past. You know, when I first started my business, I can completely identify with that because I felt super overwhelmed with everything that there was to do. And a lot of the times I just felt myself um, sitting there feeling, again, completely paralyzed, not knowing how to move forward and just wanting to give up. Um, so if you're just starting out, you know, I totally get that feeling if that's where you feel like you're at right now. Um, on the flip side, maybe you've actually started your business and you've seen a few clients, you're kind of going along, you feel like things are good and you're ready to bring something new in. Like maybe you want to do a group program or you want to create an online program. Um, and you do the same thing, you write down everything that needs to be done, you see this big list in front of you, and then you move into overwhelm. You're stressed, you don't know how to get started. So this can happen at any place in our business. This doesn't doesn't just happen to the newbie. It can happen to the seasoned nutritionist, or it can happen, um, you know, in January, and then every single month, you start feeling better, you kind of get over this, and it could rear its head again in November. You know, nobody is um, a immune to going through overwhelmed feelings. But what I really wanted to talk to you about today was, you know, my experience with feeling overwhelmed in certain aspects of my business and what I've been able to do to actually really move through this um, feeling and also to address it when it pops up. So to not sit in that overwhelm for a really long time, um, but to really look at it and analyze it and then move past it a lot quicker. So I want to talk about my experience and then I want to give you guys four really good takeaways. Um, So if you're feeling in overwhelm, these are four things you can do to really look at what you're going through and then move through it. 
Um, so they're really going to be like four strategies for helping you to take control of this overwhelmed feeling and help you to start. So like I said, as just a little background, when I first started my nutrition business, um, I essentially was doing it all on my own. I had no help. Um, This was back in 2014 when obviously there was still the internet and a lot of resources on hand. Um, But I just felt overwhelmed with everything that there was online, all the different webinars and um, all the different processes that I now needed to set up in my business. Um, I still felt very, or sorry, online business felt very foreign to me. And frankly, at this point, I didn't even know that, you know, being a nutritionist was like my second role and that being a business owner was now my first role. I still hadn't clued in. So I was, you know, approaching starting my business with, okay, so I need to get all of my client forms done. I need to get handouts done. Um, And everything was really client focused, but I didn't really start thinking about how am I going to market my business? How am I going to attract new clients in? How am I going to create my website? How am I going to set up payment and scheduling and all of the more tangible Um, business foundational steps. I wasn't really thinking of that yet. I was still really thinking about my role as nutritionist and how I could serve my clients. And I didn't really um, kind of merge into that business owner mentality yet. I was still, still not even aware of it and frankly found that they were very separate. So when I started to get this list of everything I needed to do, and I started hearing others talk about building their business, I was now writing down lists and lists and lists of things um, that I needed to do to actually, you know, open my doors and let clients come in. And I felt super overwhelmed. I felt like my list was a thousand tasks long. Uh, I didn't know how the heck I was going to get this done. And frankly, I felt like, you know, I should just put a notice up on my door that said open for business in two years. (laughs) Because that's literally how long I thought it was going to take me to get all the pieces done to open, to be ready to open my doors. Um, Not actually seeing clients, but just all of the business startup. I felt that overwhelmed with it all. So again, I'm not sure if you can relate, um, but I know a lot of people I talk to that are starting their business or a lot of my clients, when they first become my clients, um, they feel this like overwhelming sense of of dread and of how much there is to do. And, you know, you kind of end up talking yourself in circles because you're like, well, I need to do this one thing, but in order to do that, I need to do this other thing. And my favorite example is um, people saying, well, I know I need to get a website done, but before I get my website, I should really get my business cards, right? And before my business cards, I need to get my logo done because I need my logo to put on my business card. And Uh, I totally get it. You know, I have been there and I know that circle that you can talk yourself in and that feeling that you need every single thing in place before you can move on to the next task. Um, and of course you think this way, of course you feel this way because you don't have a benchmark to know how it really should be. If you haven't had a business in the past, you don't necessarily have that business owner or entrepreneurial mindset yet. You're still thinking really logistically in terms of, you know, to have a business, you need this, this, and this. Um, And your sense of what a business is probably isn't strong yet because you're just starting out. So um, of course you think that you need 
every single thing under the sun in order to open your doors and start your business. So I just want you to know that if that's the way you're feeling right now, um, like that's totally okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But what I want to share today is a different outlook on this and a different approach because I don't want you to feel like you have to do a million and one things in order to start your business. And frankly, I don't think you should, or I don't think you have to. And that's really what, you know, getting started and stepping out of overwhelm is all about is not trying to do all of the things. It's not trying to, you know, wear all of the hats or balance um, 10 million different tasks at once. Um, So I'm going to start sharing with you right now the four takeaways and the four kind of strategies that I want you to work on and I want you to look at when you are feeling stuck in overwhelm. And this is a really good like step-by-step way to evaluate what's going on in your head and if you have the ability to get unstuck. So number one thing that I want you to do, if you're feeling stuck and if you are overwhelmed, I want you to evaluate if you are stuck because of something that is a tangible reason or an intangible reason. So again, is this a tangible reason or an intangible reason that you're stuck? So what I mean by this is a tangible reason for being stuck. And again, we could even argue that some of these are intangibles, but for the sake of this, let's call these tangible reasons for being stuck. Number one would maybe be kids or some kind of family responsibility. So you might feel overwhelmed and stuck and like you can't move forward in your business because you have kids at home. And this is a totally understandable and reasonable thing. Um, Maybe you, you don't have kids, but you are taking care of a sick parent or maybe you're taking care of your own health. And these type of, um, I guess, situations, as we could call it, you know, having kids or having a parent you're taking care of or taking care of your own health are real things that you're experiencing. They're not really changeable things. You know, we can't (laughs) get rid of our kids. We can't, you know, not take care of our um, sick parent or whatever it might be. These are things that are actually happening in our life that we have to address and that, in my opinion, come first. These are the number one things in our life, our family, um, our kids, whatever it might be. So we can't just, you know, look at them and put them aside and put them as number two, um, we need to really address that they're a part of the picture and that we can still get over, get out of overwhelm, even if we're putting a lot of our time into these people or these situations. So another one that is tangible, and I already kind of said this, but that idea of time, you know, I don't have enough time to be doing this. I don't know where I can fit this in. Perhaps you have a full-time job. Um, that you can't quit because that's your source of income right now. So that's another tangible thing is this time. You know, how much time do we actually have to be working on our business um, or to be committing to, you know, growing, growing our business every single day? Um, Another tangible for a lot of people is money. So do I have enough money to be starting my business? Can I invest all in all of these programs that I want to invest in? Can I invest in a coach? Can I um, take another course? Whatever it might be, we might get really stuck sometimes um, and not be able to move forward because we see money as this really big roadblock of if only I had enough money. 
And we can see that if only I had enough time, if only I had less responsibilities, I wouldn't feel stuck. So I hope you're following along here what I mean by tangible, like these things that at least where we are right now in our life, you know, with kids or family we have to look after, or limited schedule, or sorry, limited time, a really tight schedule, limited funds. These are those roadblocks that are real things that we're facing in our life. And now what I want to do is actually kind of position it against these intangible reasons why we might be feeling stuck or overwhelmed. And these kind of have to do a little bit more with maybe some mindset blocks we're going through. So some of the other things you might be feeling in this overwhelmed space is um, some fear, fear around, you know, if you start your business or if you do this next thing, um, what's that going to mean for you? How much energy is that going to take? How many resources is that going to take for you? Um, it could even go as deep as who's going to sign up with me? Um, do I even know enough, right? There's lots of different fears that can come up that are going to stop us in our tracks. Another big one, an intangible overwhelm could be comparison. You know, I know a lot of people, um, and myself included, can find ourselves in that trap of comparing ourselves to other individuals in the industry. And what we end up doing a lot of the time is seeing uh, maybe another nutritionist or a health coach or someone that's quite far along in their business and they're really, really thriving. And now we are comparing ourselves to them. And it's difficult because we're looking at essentially maybe they're at step five or at step 10 of their business. And maybe they've been in business for five or 10 years. Who knows? Maybe even one year. But what we're essentially doing is we are comparing our step one of wherever we're at to their step five or their step 10 or their step 20. So it gets really dangerous in this comparison um, feeling because We really essentially don't even know where people are at um, on the spectrum of starting their business, growing their business, um, or wherever they are. So it's really, really difficult to um, use comparison as that thing that stops us because, frankly, there's always going to be people around us that we can compare ourselves to. There's always going to be someone doing more, um, doing, you know, better. I'm doing quotations, air quotations, because better, you know who can really say what is better, but we're going to always think someone's doing this better or someone's doing this right um, or someone's just further along than us. And the case is that there's always going to be these people in our lives and we can't really get stuck in that comparison energy for too long because um, no one is going to be doing these things like you're doing them. So we'll talk about this a little little bit more after, but one of those big intangible feelings is definitely comparison. And then another big one, kind of on the same heels as fear, but anxiety, having a lot of anxieties around your to-do list and getting things done and not knowing tech and not knowing how to create your website and not knowing like how to kind of function in this online world, that can really stop us as well. And why I wanted to bring up these tangible versus intangible things is that I really want you to start looking at all of these obstacles that you're coming up against and all of these kind of stuck places that you're feeling and ask yourself, is this a tangible reason that I'm stuck here? Like, is it something to do with kids or family or money or time? 
Um, and I do want to kind of side note here that even some of those we can work around just because they are fixed and they're unchangeable um, or we can't change those things a whole ton, we can still work around them. So if that's still not an excuse, but it's definitely a big factor. So we need to see again, are these tangible things that are stopping us? Or are these more the intangibles, like the emotions and the feelings, the fears and the anxieties that are coming up to play and are helping and sorry, are making us feel stuck. So I hope you're following along with me. I think this just really helps us to see if this is something again, that will not change versus something that we can change and we have the energy to change and we have the space to change it. We just might need to flip the way we're looking at it. So it's really about confronting ourselves and asking, you know, I'm feeling stuck. I can't move forward and asking yourself, why is that? What is in my way right now? Is it something that's unchangeable or is it something that is a mindset thing um, or a fear and anxiety that I can move through? So that's kind of that number one thing you really need to start doing is evaluate if you're stuck because of a tangible or an intangible reason. Number two, if you're feeling stuck and overwhelmed, is to break down your goals. So this one sounds really simple because I know a lot of us will have a goal and we'll write it down and we'll write all the, you know, to do's or the steps to take. But a lot of the time we make it way more complicated than we have to do. So what we end up doing is, let's say we need to create our website and we write down 10 million things that need to be done to make this website absolutely perfect. And where this can be a little bit difficult is that we end up getting really stuck in that perfection energy or I can't post this or I can't share this um, or can't launch this until it's absolutely perfect. Um, And frankly, (laughs) um, and I'm raising my hand here because this can totally be me and I can see myself in this space too, is where I want to make everything perfect before I launch it, but then I end up launching something anyways, and then I'm making tweaks to it for months or years or, you know, even days after I've launched something. So what this shows me is that you don't have to release something that's perfect. There's always space to work on it after it's out there in the world. But for a lot of us, we see all these things that we need to do and we feel super overwhelmed. And then we work on this thing over and over and over for days or months or years. Um, And we don't even want to release it because we've set this really high expectation for the way it should look. And we forget that even when we release it out there, there's still room for improvement. There's still room for growth. Um, So I just want to also show you or tell you that, you know, this happens to me sometimes and I really have to check myself and say, you know, is there an opportunity where I can launch it and then fix it or or tweak it? Um, Or does this have to be, you know, in the quote unquote perfect condition in my first go? Like, do I have to put it out there and it has to be as close to perfect? And mostly every time I ask myself that question, I think, well, no, there's no reason it has to be perfect. I can really create something, put it out there and see how it does. So when we start, if we're kind of working on this model of, okay, not everything has to be perfect that we put out there. And again, this doesn't mean that you're just creating um, subpar material and you're not putting out your best effort. What it means is literally taking a little bit of a step back 
um, saying to yourself, good is good enough, um, seeing that maybe your first version isn't going to be your best version, but you have to start somewhere. I say this a lot in the podcast that, you know, we can't get better unless we start, you know, at step one. Um, This is like anything like eating better, fitness, anything that we do. We're not like we don't go to the gym once and we're like a bodybuilder. (laughs) We have to go over and over and over and over and train ourselves and get better um, and improve as we go. And this is just the same like building your business. You have to um, really take it step by step. So when it comes down to, you know, your goals, let's say your goal is to, again, I use the example of building your website. What I want you to do is start looking at the bigger picture and then I want you to break things down step by step. So what you need to do is literally do a brain dump of everything that needs to go into the website. So it could be everything from putting your logo up, picking your colors, choosing your photos, um, writing the copy that's going to go on your site. writing your about bio, so on and so forth. So it could be a brain dump of everything. And then here is the key. What I want you to do is go through this list with a highlighter and highlight the most important things that need to be on your website or that have to be on your website in order for it to function. So what I mean is, you know, essentially you could have somebody visit your website without a logo. Nobody's expecting a logo. It doesn't make or break it if you don't have a logo up there. But what does make or break it is if you don't have how they can work with you and what your packages and programs are. So I hope this is illustrating for you that although we can brain dump everything and see the bigger picture of everything that needs to be done, there's still steps we can take that make things close to the way we want things to look and at the point where it's ready to be launched and then as we go we can tweak and add things in um, that maybe we didn't have time for in the beginning so again if maybe one of your reasons for not being able to move forward in your business and you've been in this area of feeling stuck maybe you have little kids at home and you only have an hour every day to be working on your business What I would suggest you do is, again, brain dump. Let's say your idea is to start your website, brain dump everything down on paper that needs to get done, highlight the most important parts, and then schedule yourself out where you can see, okay, as long as I get my work with me page up, you know, and I get my about page and maybe a contact email and you get the framework done in the time that you have, in the schedule that you have and with the financial resources you have. This is going to be a way more empowering way to approach this than feeling like I have a million things that need to be done on this website and how am I ever going to get this done with the kids being at home with me. So we really need to flip it and see that we do have the ability to get these things done, but we don't have to get every single thing on the list done. Um, And again, this was me in the past trying to check off every single thing before I released anything. And when I flipped it, because I learned from mentors and coaches um, and people, when I started investing in myself in my business, people started um, teaching me that we don't have to have everything completely ready before we're ready to launch it or once we launch it. And when I started shifting my model from this like complete control freak perfectionist to, you know what, I'm just going to put out what I've created and see how it's received. 
my business started to grow tremendously and I started to bring on a lot of clients and people weren't expecting perfect from me. It was me expecting perfection from myself. So once I started seeing this and put this into action, I could create way more things in my business because it felt more effortless and it was easier and it didn't take as much as my time. Sorry, it didn't take as much of my time up, which was incredible because then I had more space to do more things. So one way I really like to look at this, and I I think one of my old coaches framed it for me in this way, and it was really helpful was that you want to look at some of the tasks you're doing in your business um, and you want to focus on the tasks that are going to be income generating tasks. So let's say right now you're a little bit further along in your business and every day you're tweaking your website a bit, you're writing a blog post, you're hopping on social media, you're networking with people in the community, you're doing everything you think you should be doing but you're not really moving further along and you feel really busy. What I would suggest you do is look at everything you're doing and see what is an income generating task. So every time you write a newsletter, let's say, um, instead of looking at it as, you know, it's just another thing that needs to be done. If it's a opportunity to bring a new client on or to have someone purchase something from you or to move your business that step further, To me, that's a task worth putting your energy in. So now you're not just spending time on every single thing you've been told you need to do. And you're really focusing on how can you put your energy into things that are going to bring the the most return for you. So what's going to bring the most income in? And of course, not everything's going to be an income generator, but let's even look at the website as an example. Your website is essentially like a storefront. So, you know, you go to, I don't know what stores you shop at, but Lululemon, Forever 21, um, you know, whichever store it is in the mall, you go up to the front of the store and usually they have a display in the front and you see what kind of clothes are there. And if you like the clothes, you might go into the store. And if you don't, then you might not go in. And this is kind of like your website. It is like the display for people to, when they come to your website, they'll see it and they'll see what you have to offer. And if they like what they what you have to offer, they might come in um, and they might browse it more. They might send you a message, so on and so forth. Um, and if they don't, that's okay. They'll find another practitioner or another person that can help them. Um, but if we don't have the website up, how are we kind of showcasing how, what it is we can do to help people? So for me, a website is an income generator. That's how I look at that. It's something that lives online. It's kind of your display window. It gives people more of an opportunity to get to know you and feel kind of connected to you. So working on something like a website versus maybe a client handout, which I spent plenty, plenty of time creating client handout after client handout. And although those are important in some ways, Something like your website, in my opinion, would take more precedence over that because that's where you're going to generate those clients to come in. If you're just sitting behind the scenes and creating a million handouts, they might never see the light of day because how are you actually getting clients in to get those handouts? (laughs) So I hope you understand what I'm saying here. Look at those tasks, really cut down that list, look at it as in how can you look at those tasks and bring in more income. So sorry, how can you 
focus your energy on more income generating tasks? And how can we maybe approach the bigger tasks first and leave the little tasks for later? So I know this might seem a little backwards, but sometimes we will do all the little things that need to get done, um, like the quick emails we need to do, getting back to someone, sending clients forms, whatever it might be. And we see these big tasks as these mountains, these huge things that we need to accomplish and we get overwhelmed. We get stuck. We can't move forward. We get into fear. We get into anxiety. We start compare, compare, um, comparing ourselves. And we just frankly never actually do anything about this bigger task. So what I like to do in my business is actually flip it the other way. Instead of working on my little tasks and then trying to tackle my big task, I usually tackle my big task first. So whatever my big project is, or maybe it's writing my newsletter or doing um, you know, a podcast episode or whatever it is, I'll tackle that big thing first and then I'll do all my little tasks. Second, and what this really does is it shows yourself that you can reach a bigger goal. So instead of doing all these little things um, and then feeling like you don't have the energy or the capacity to do this bigger task, you start with the bigger one first and you see that you can reach this big goal and then some of the smaller goals seem a little bit easier to do or a little bit more effortless. So again, we want to break down the goals, really brainstorm everything and be really um, conscious about what it is we're working on and kind of shelving the things that we don't need to put as much attention into. Number three, um, for how I want you to really like step out of overwhelm is to keep your focus. Keep your focus. There are a million shiny objects out there. And I will be the first to say that I am like <laughs> a total squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. I'm like one of those people who like has that brain where it's like something pops into my peripheries and I'm off on a tangent. But I have to keep myself super focused on all of my work and all of my goals so that I'm not brought on a tangent and that I'm not doing a million things at once. So when we talk about keeping your focus... I would say one of the most important things to do is to not choose a million things at once to focus on and really cut down your list to just one or two or three things and only focus on a few things at once so that you're not getting overwhelmed with the mountain of things that you need to do. So let's say you're starting an online program and you know it's going to be six weeks long. Um, you want to do a video a week and a handout a week. Um, instead of feeling like you need to get six, you know, 20 minute videos done, I'm not sure of the length, but let's say for this case, 20 minute videos, um, and you need to get all the handouts prepared and it's going to take you weeks and months. And now you don't have time because your kids are here and your money is low and you just like only have an hour a day. And now it's like, why even bother doing this? Right. Um, again, I'm not sure if you can relate with that, but I know some friends that I chat with, um, who have these busy lives, you know, these bigger projects seem impossible because then all of a sudden there's a million things you need to do. So what I really try to help them do is break things so small, break things down so small that you just need to get that first step done. So maybe it's just doing the first video for week one of your online program or your group program. And then maybe next you're going to do the handout. And maybe instead of it being a, you know, six page guide, we just do a one page handout, right? We can simplify it. We can make it easier. 
Um, and then we can just kind of build on from there. Once we see that we've created one video and one handout, we end up building momentum and the end goal can seem really closer than it did before we've created even step one. I know this has happened for me all the time when I have an online program I'm trying to create. I'm like, oh, there's a mountain that I need to get up here. Um, but I know I need to at least just do that first little step just to like dig my feet in a little bit and be like, okay, I can do this. It's not so hard. And I think that's another really big key is that a lot of the time we build up these things in our head to be so difficult. Um, it's going to be so much work. It's going to take so much time where it might not be as hard as you think. And I know I've used this example in a previous podcast episode, but that was what this podcast was for me. I thought about it over and over and over and built it up to be this really big thing um, and worried a lot about, you know, how the first episode was going to turn out. And then as soon as I did the first episode, I was like, okay, this isn't so hard. This is totally fine. I can show up as me and that's okay. And sometimes you have to do that and just show yourself that you're, you have the ability and that gives you that little bit of confidence to really push through to get to get to that end place. So what we want to do again, keep that focus really, you know, step by step, work through things, you know, in a really intentional way. Don't overwhelm yourself in, in an already overwhelming scenario. And one way I've really found that um, helps helps me to do this is to batch my work days. So what I mean by batching my work days is that instead of trying to work on every single thing every day, so Monday through Friday, I'm like, okay, today I'm doing social media, I'm doing client work, I'm doing my newsletter, I'm doing a blog post, and I'm juggling them all. And I'm like, when am I going to have time to do any of these things? I create really intentional, I guess, boundaries around my days. Um, so that, for example, Tuesdays and Thursdays, I work on my client work. I do my sessions, I do um, any kind of client follow-up work that needs to be done. I create content for my clients on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So th that kind of work lives on those two days. I know that when it's Friday, um, I'm not booking in client sessions. You know, I keep very specific to my Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, on Mondays, I do content creation and social media creation. And on Wednesdays, I record my podcast and edit my podcast. So if you can kind of follow what I'm saying, it's more intentional for me to set my work days up um, in chunks or batch them together. So I'm getting a lot more done in a smaller amount of time. So this really helps me to keep my focus because I know that every single week, this is the format I follow. Um, and I make the thing, the things, again, the income generating things in my business, like writing a newsletter, um, doing my client sessions, creating content for social media, which for me is an income generator, and recording my podcast. I can just do those things every single week and know that that's how I'm bringing in clients. So again, we're starting to look at there's a million different things we could be doing with our time, but what is the most intentional way we can be spending our time? And that is going to be through keeping really, really focused, um, really understanding the inner workings of our business and what we should be offering that's going to help bring clients in, and then really keeping with that flow. So not trying to reinvent the wheel every single week and be like, oh, I'll do this project and I'll do this workshop and I'll do this handout keeping really um, intentional and really focused on that bigger picture 
um, and offering fewer things with more intention and more focus. So I hope you understand that. Um, I think keeping focused is one of the biggest skills that you have to hone as an entrepreneur because like I said, there's so many flashy things. And if you have that type of personality like me where this great idea comes up, I love ideas. I'm like an idea person. And if I just get idea after idea and I'm to, you know, I'm on my path and then an idea pops up, if I'm to follow that idea, sometimes it can take me off into this crazy wilderness and it's not, um, aligned with my actual business vision. And I remember finding myself down all of these winding paths when I was doing my nutrition consulting business because I was not staying clear on my vision and I was just taking any path um, that led me somewhere else. And this could be really overwhelming. So another thing with keeping your focus is being really clear on what it is you want to offer in your business, kind of that biggest, big, sorry, business the bigger business vision (laughs) and um, really just putting all your energy into staying on that path. And then the last thing I really want to talk about, which I kind of already touched on earlier when we talked about the tangible versus intangible reasons are some of those more intangible things. And that's all about your mindset. So I want you to start checking your mindset. And what I mean by this is that, um, Our mind can either be our greatest gift or our biggest enemy. So we can be in a really good energetic state with ourselves and our heads in a really positive place and we're feeling good. And like, it's, you know, you have one of those days where you're like, wow, it's, I feel so good today. And you go to the coffee shop, someone buys you a free coffee. You talk to your best friend on the phone, you get an A plus on like this test you just did or (laughs) whatever your day's like. Um, And everything feels really flowing and feels really positive. And then there's some days where maybe the negative energy is just sitting with us a little bit more. And maybe we get some road rage on the way to work. Um, And then maybe we spill our coffee on our lap and maybe we get fired from our job and everything is just going, you know, quite in a negative spiral. And then everything seems to be negative. So you can really see how the brain and our mind and our energy can really be in a really positive place or can quickly be in a negative place as well. And I think when it comes to being um, an entrepreneur and a business owner, it's quite difficult to stay in that positive energy. And we tend to slip more into those negative thought patterns where we're self-doubting or we're in overwhelm or we're criticizing or comparing And we're putting so much energy into these negative feelings and we're not actually asking ourselves or checking in with ourselves to ask, you know, is this thought or feeling that I'm having actually true? Is there truth to it? And that's what I want you to start doing is constantly be asking yourself, is this true? So let's say, for example, you're looking on social media and you see this nutritionist, maybe you want to do, um, like hormone imbalance work with women that are, you know, 25 to 35. And you see someone else that's like doing the exact same thing as you and they are killing it. They're doing an awesome job. And all of a sudden you go from feeling like you have this amazing idea to, oh my God, why would I ever think I could do this? This person's doing it way better. They're way prettier. They're way smarter. They have more followers. Their content's way better, so on and so forth. And we go down this negative spiral and we are thinking, you know, how could I ever be this good? Why should I even do this? What I want to ask you to do is stop yourself in this moment 
and ask yourself, is this true? Is this person better than me? Is there evidence that they're better than me? More than likely, you're going to say no. And if you don't say no and you're like, well, yeah, your head's still playing some tricks, ask yourself, is this absolutely true? Do I know this is absolutely true? And what I'm teaching you here is actually from um, Byron Katie, um, the work. This is a, well, it's called the work, but it is her work on actually um, kind of changing that story that's going on in our head changing that storyline. So we're not just saying, yeah, you know what, this person is way better. Why even bother doing this and go down that path? We really confront these thoughts and feelings and we ask ourselves, is this true? And then we start to really deconstruct this feeling that we're having. You could also do this if you're super overwhelmed with all the tasks on your to-do list and maybe you're starting your business and you're like, how could I possibly get started? This is going to be too hard. I'm never going to launch my business. Ask yourself, is this true? Is it true that I'm never going to launch my business? More than likely, you're going to see that and say, no, it's not true. And then you can really start to look at it and confront, okay, what is the truth? How long will it take me? How can I approach this? And start using some of the things I said, like um, really brainstorming what steps you need to take, keep your focus and keep your mindset in check so that you're not spiraling down every time you come up against a block. And there's going to be a lot of blocks. And I don't say that to scare you. I just say that to be like the most, you know, transparent that I can. Um, I've been in, I've had my business now for about five years. And there are always roadblocks. Even when you hit a next level, there's a different kind of roadblock. So where you are right now is going to feel different from where you are later. But there's always going to be challenges coming up. And that's really the... Um, excitement of being an entrepreneur is that we get to really work through these intricate challenges. Um, and a lot of the time it's personal development stuff we're going through. Um, and a lot of people joke that being an entrepreneur is basically like doing personal development, you know, a hundred percent of the time because you are a reflection of your business. So when you feel, or sorry, if you feel like you are constantly saying this is too hard, it's too difficult to start a business. Um, you know, I'm super burnt out, or you're like hearing yourself saying these things, I really want you to check in with yourself and ask yourself if that's the truth or if that's the story you're telling yourself, right? And it's okay if things are hard. It's okay if they're difficult. It's just better to see them for what they are um, and come up with a plan for how to move forward or past them or through them than versus constantly telling ourselves that thing and then giving up because it just feels too difficult. So really ask yourself, um, you know, is this true? Call yourself out gently, like in a loving way, really kind of give yourself that nudge to say, you know, do I have to believe this or is there another belief that I can put in place? Identify if it's a story that you can change. And then another thing I really want you to focus on with this whole change your mindset is start to put on your blinders. So you know, really get that tunnel vision when you're growing your business or when you're doing any kind of project and you're really in that overwhelmed state. I can guarantee you if you're checking out lots of different people on social media, you're looking at different people's freebies that are similar to the one you want to create. If you're looking at other people's webinars or online programs and thinking, why should I even do that? Because they've done it put the blinders on. That is the time you need to stop following people on social media. You need to like 
create a tighter knit group of people that you're bringing into your world and you have to cut the noise out a little bit because again, there's going to always be all of this noise outside of ourselves that's going to create potential negative thought patterns. And it's really up to us to, again, confront this and see that we don't have to fall into that energy. And it's up to us to really keep ourselves centered and keep ourselves moving forward. And then this brings me to my last tip is practice self-forgiveness. Be kind to yourself. Be loving. Treat yourself really well. Um, Be your biggest cheerleader. Because when we are stuck in overwhelm, again, we can get so down in ourselves and we can feel like, you know, I'm terrible. I'm not worth this. What's the point of this? And we can get really hard on ourselves. So I just really want to ask you if this is you right now or if you find yourself at this place in any point, really show yourself some forgiveness. It's okay if you feel this way. There's nothing wrong with you. We all get to this place. We all feel this way. Even some of the biggest entrepreneurs like um, Tony Robbins or Oprah or any of these, you know, big entrepreneurs, they still have challenging moments and they still have to practice that self-forgiveness because if we get so down in ourselves um, and we don't bounce back from something like failure, it's going to really, really wear on us. And failure and mistakes and um, missteps in our business are all learning opportunities. So we have to really be kind with ourselves, see that growth is growth, and that you know it's really up to us in terms of mindset of how we want to either um you know if you think about it like a garden you know do we want to be putting water and nutrients and um you know sunshine in our garden so in our head if we think about that like positive thoughts or do we want to be pouring like <laughs> diet coke all over our garden you know which one's really going to grow So that's what we need to start thinking about in terms of our mind, right? Like how are we nourishing our mind and our spirit um, so that we feel like we can accomplish things and move forward and we feel like we're really nourishing ourselves um, and reminding ourselves that we've got this and we can do it and just, again, practicing that self-forgiveness and and just kind of taking a load off a load off of ourselves and not making things so serious Um, and really just not feeling like everything has to be perfect because it doesn't and no one's expecting perfection from you. So I know this was a longer episode. I hope that this was helpful for you. Um, I hope that you're going to be able to use some of these um, approaches moving forward. Again, if you're stuck, I really just want you to evaluate, is this something that is tangible, like, you know, family, time, money, something that's not changing at the at this point in time, but maybe I can work around it. Like, again, if you have kids, maybe you can find an hour in the morning or you can ask your partner to take them out on the weekend and you work for a concentrated work time on the weekend, right? There are some ways to get around some of these things, but we have to also know that the situation we're in might not be changing. So it's up to us to find those holes or those gaps of time where we can still get things done. Um, We need to see if the things we're feeling are intangible, like the anxieties and the emotions and the feelings that are coming up and really work through them. We want to break down our goals. We want to start brain dumping everything out and really highlighting the most important things um, so that we're not trying to do a million things at once and we can focus on just a few things and do them really, really well um, and not get stuck in overwhelm. 
We want to keep our focus. So we want to put those blinders up. We want to have that tunnel vision. We don't want to focus on doing a million different things, um, but a few very concentrated tasks. If it works for you, you could do something like batching your work days like I do. And then really getting in that flow and understanding that you don't have to reinvent the wheel. So every single week kind of working on those same things and getting really good at those few things that you're doing, like maybe social media or writing a newsletter. You don't have to do everything. You just have to pick the things that are going to work for you. Um, And then lastly, I really, really in a loving way want you to start checking your mindset. Asking yourself, you know, if a thought comes up or a feeling comes up, you know, is that true? Is that thing that I'm thinking about myself true? Do I have to believe that story or can I change it to something else? I want you to stop comparing yourself as much as possible. You know, stop following people that aren't serving you or don't make you feel good. Don't compare your step one to someone else's step 10. And practice self-forgiveness because you are freaking worth it. I love you. I'm so glad you're here. I want you to know that deep, deep down that you are worth it that your dream is just as worthy as somebody else's down the street. Um, And even if they've done it and they're 10 times ahead of you, there is still space for you in this world. And frankly, you owe it to yourself and to other people to show up and do that thing that you're meant to do. So please, if you're stuck in overwhelm, listen to this episode as many times as you need to. Put these things into action. Remember that we all get there once in a while. So don't be too hard on yourself. Reach out to a friend, reach out to someone that gets this. Um, And just remember that I am here for you. I love you. And if you need support, I would love for you to join my Facebook group, Next Level Nutrition Biz. It's a Facebook group community um, where we're there to give you support and help you through your challenges. And then the other thing I want to suggest that you do, if you are looking for support with those tangible pieces of getting your business started, like getting your name set up, getting your insurance set up, and you just don't really know how to actually do that, and you kind of don't even have a list of what needs to get done, um, I'm going to invite you to download my business startup checklist. It's a free checklist that actually gives you the whole to-do list of what you need to do to start your business. Um, again, I don't want you to feel overwhelmed by this. I want you to just take it step by step, but you know, I've done the hard work for you. If you're sitting there starting your business and you're like, what do I even need to do to begin? I have a whole checklist for you. So I will add the link to the show notes so you can get it. And again, I'm here for you and I'm so excited to see what you get up to in your business. Thanks for listening in. If you like this episode, feel free to leave us a review, share the episode with a friend, or take us on social media. Catch you next time.